Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, welcome to Harness the Web today. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different, little format, so uh, you'll have to let us know what you, how you like it. We have a great guest today, Bobby D. Uh, Bobby D is in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, at Cop Copacabana Beach, right? Is that, did I get that right? You got it. Copacabana. Right place? Yeah. Cool. Woof. So uh, Bobby D began promoting self-help business marketing spirit, spirituality-based education back in 1992 all across the United States and Canada. In 2002, he shifted and began promoting his work exclusively, exclusively via his live webcast out of beautiful and peaceful Costa Rica. Uh, speakers and New York Times best-selling authors such as Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, John Assaraf, Joe Vitale, Tom Pauly, and other personalities such as Leslie Fager, um, Steve, I can't even say this guy's name. Denanzio. <laughs> Denanzio <laughs> and, and Mir Ezra, among many others. Uh, in June of 2010, he made a shift and began focusing all of his energy on promoting the soulful music of wonderful indie music artists. His webcasts have positively impacted hundreds of thousands of people in 52 countries. I imagine it's actually more than that, but I don't know how you counted 52. But in 2017, Bobby D, is this is his comeback year this year. After four and a half years of sabbatical, he's now webcasting live from beautiful Brazil. He, his new webcast format focuses on showcasing quality entrepreneurs and also the soulful music of independent music artists. And you can turn tune into his um, web um, broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. in uh, that's North American Eastern Time at BobbyDLive.com. Welcome. How's it going today? Hey, well, thank you, Steve, and, and thank you, man. You said it all. What else is there to talk about now, man? <laughs> I'm well. Oh, no. Thank I, you for having me on. I, I always think that the intro is kind of an interest. It's a it's a cool um, thing. It at least gives people and helps them a little bit catch up. But I'm going to give them a little bit more. So you and I met maybe I don't know maybe what six weeks, two months, At something the, like that ago. Yeah. Purely online, right? So uh, we both do a lot of work online. We bump into each other, kind of like if it was offline. We were at the same event. We ran into each other, and just we've had a lot of conversations and things since then. And I'm really excited that you're here today to share with people um, about you. And one of the cool things I think that I'm going to ask you to do, I don't, you know, you kind of told us about who what you do right we that your intro was sort of like what you do now i really want to know who you are who is bobby d wow yeah i didn't figure that one out for a long long time and it's <laughs> very few people ever ask me that question but um i'll give you two answers i'll give you one that's more commercialized so people are more comfortable and then i'll give you more esoteric one that is truly the core of my being and and I'm sure some listener will resonate with that but I, I'm a connector of people Steve I, I have been just about all my life from 
you know, at the time I was a paramedic, believe it or not, uh, and then I went into the audio business, and then I went into direct sales, and then I, you know, I went online. But I'm a connector of people. I, I just like, I'm a matchmaker, so to speak. I just love networking, right? And, uh, but the, the, the spiritual side of it, the more esoteric, the more quantum physics side of it is, I discovered that in 94. Uh, you introduced Steve D'Annunzio. Uh, he's from the Sound Healing Institute out of Rochester, and I was attending his seminar, and it was the first time in my life that I actually went into meditation and I really wanted the answer to who the question you just asked me, who are you? Right. And, um, 10 minutes later, man, this came out of my mouth. I wrote it to paper because I didn't have the sort of aptitude to come up with this one liner. So I realized the power of meditation in that moment, but here it is. I'm the space that connects people of similar vibrations. And, and that, has become a philosophy at a deeper core and in everything I do now. And, um, and we'll expand upon that today, I'm sure. So it's, uh, that's who I am. I'm the space. I connect people, like-minded people. That's really cool because um, actually I could see that. Like I, I could see that space, <laughs> you know, and uh, I think that's a really great um, description oh, of, what, of what you do. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. It's really cool. So how did you get in? Like, so you first, how did you get started even in that whole arena? Of webcasting or working online? No. There's two different. No, rich, no but this is before online. Oh, pre-internet. Like, so, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, pre-internet. How did you really get going? Wow. Well, I was, sometimes we're forced, we're nudged by our creator or the universe, whatever label you want to put on that. Um, I'd been in the audio business. I left my paramedic career real quick. Um, in 87, went full-time, followed my passion for uh, the audio industry. Now you can see the correlation of how I do things. I got a little background there. So, um, and then I had a good run for about 10 years, but man, in May of 1990, I lost everything and uh, found myself homeless. So um, I had a mentor that I found through a newspaper ad, believe it or not. He took me under his wing. And how did I get into that arena of self-help, spiritual development, by sheer observation, I, I moved in their home for 90 days and they were in direct sales and I followed them and uh, by observation. And that's how I sort of got nudged into it. I mean, I didn't have a strong belief into this power of God in the, or the universe. I, I wasn't into self-help then. So um, that's how I started. It's like got pushed out of the nest, so to speak, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I think a lot of people that happens to them. Sure. That, you know, they're they're dealt a hand of cards and they just you just got to play them best you can. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so that was the beginning and and I, then I started running a homeless base business. That's my tagline. My, I, I, I went from zero. I went from zero. I went in, in in direct sales, network marketing, selling water filters and air filtration. Some of you will know what company that was. And, and I went from not understanding this business, the power of mentorship. Again, it is, uh, we can talk about that a little later. Um, it, and I went from zero to $10,634 and two cents in the next 30 days. I don't know where the two cents came from, but my mother asked me, is it legal what you're doing? <laughs> Cause man, I was making like 30 grand a year to, to make 10 grand from zero to that in one month. Are you kidding me? So um, it wasn't as much, Steve, as what I did, as much as the new philosophies I'd embraced. That, again, I absorbed. I was learning by osmosis because I had a great mentor. 
makes a big difference. Yeah, that's awesome. So it, it, it was like you almost like picked up his way of being. Yeah. It's, were, you, were you like copying him like that way? or Not consciously, but you know what? And I'm sure you've been around self-help in our discussion. You know, your environment controls you. It does at conscious or unconscious level. If you're around, I mean, even the psychologists say, if, if you repeatedly do something for 28, 30 days, you start making change while living with him in his house for 90 days, my being was being shifted. So, wow. And, um, you know, my first, my first seminar. And from there, like, I, you know, I discovered the Tony Robbins of the world went to a one-day event. I went, wow, that's a whole new universe. Then I discovered Jim Rohn, who was Tony's mentor. And I'm listening to Jim Rohn tapes every single day, yeah. just reframing. Because let's face it, when my bank manager walked in on me in late May of 1990, and he, he said, we need to have a conversation. He said, I'm really impressed with your home, your audio business, your car, your truck. I want everything back. <laughs> I had to <laughs> shift, man. It was tense. You know, you work 10 years for something, it's all gone. I looked in the mirror and I had to realize, hey, one thing. If I cause that to happen, I can cause something else to happen. Now, I didn't know how I caused it all. One thing I knew for sure, I was so disorganized in those days, Steve, that um, and what preceded going into that network marketing venture um, I had 500 bucks left in my name and I took four. People often ask me, how did you go from there to that kind of money so rapidly? Well, I did something that most people never would have done and it was driven by a lot of pain and pain is the driver. I had 500 bucks left. I said, what caused me to lose all this? And if you could paint this, I mean, you've seen me in my environment is always organized now. But in those days, I, I had papers and stacks of papers and invoices, invoices under my bed because I had... A business, I had an office. I was so disorganized. That's why I lost everything. So I took the last 500 bucks, invested $425 of that money into a time and choice management course that took eight hours. And then I brought the new skill, not the new skill, but the new awareness because you don't develop a skill in one day. I brought that into the new venture. So I sort of reinvented myself, right, on many levels. What, how I would do things, get really organized, mm -hmm. and my philosophies. And that was a process. And I truly believe now, I have this belief system that people who struggle can go from zero to hero in 90 days. Because I did. And I did more than once. But you got to do this. So how do they find the switch? So it's like, it's like they have a leverage point from what you said. The pain. Like there was a, there was a leverage point for you. Of course. And My bank manager. It, which was like a switch. <laughs> once you switch that, well, you... You, you we are able to generate different results. So how do people find that leverage point? How do they find that that switch that in them? Well, that's a an, an outstanding is. question. I'm not sure how people find it, but I'll tell you how I found it. Okay, the, cool. The pressure point was when my bank manager walked in and demanded all the keys for my property, my house, and everything. That was a major pressure point. Painful embarrassment. Discry. I, I remember telling my mom, saying. Wow, 10 years of hard work for this? But I didn't stay in that zone for very long. I said, hey, got to shift. So the, the pressure point is pain. And for most people, unfortunately, they want the new lifestyle. But I don't think anybody goes into the new without dealing with some kind of adversity. So um, they have to be willing. I think people, I had to be willing to just say, accept it the way it is. And there's a solution. I didn't know where the solution would come from. But I meet a total stranger in a newspaper and see how the 
universal consciousness alliance thing. I, I really feel now, and that's based on more maturity and experience of life, that no matter what happens, the pressure point is the trigger that causes you to pay attention. But then we're protected, and the how-tos are going to show up. I couldn't have predicted how things were going to shift, but they did. And you know what? People think that I wasn't having fun. One of my primary philosophies, I have 10 of them, I'll share one right away. It's got to be fun, man. The journey's got to be fun. And for me, entering into that new arena of self-help, personal development, direct sales, wow. I was looking at everybody. I was looking at the garbage picker and everybody in life saying, if they only knew how much fun life can really be. I'm still homeless, living under someone else's roof, but I was having fun. And that's, you know, so trigger point, pain, accept it right allow things to show up not your way it'll show up it'll show up the right way in the right time but we have to be ready to do something with it too right and and i think i heard you also say in all of that that it's kind of like you got to accept it you got to be ready and you have to be in action yes of course like you 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 were doing something it wasn't like you were sitting on a couch waiting for it to come through the window the bird wasn't gonna like come in and sit down next to you well do you want to know one of the greatest motivators malnutrition (laughs) 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 that'll get you going man right it was for me anyways yeah no that's really cool and it's it's awesome you found jim Rohn. yeah i I think he if, if people just if you just studied the stuff that Jim Jim Rohn produced in his life, yeah, he, he's it, it's unbelievable some of the things that he said that he boiled it down into like such simple phrases. Exactly. You know, I, one of the ones I always think of, you know, around these kinds of talks, is what's simple to do is simple not to do. Oh, no doubt about it. For, well, again, like, well oh, to, yeah. to fuel that, you know, like I told you, I was listening to Jim Rohn. I discovered self-help through direct sales because I didn't even know that universe existed, that way of doing business and, and working on yourself. That's how I found it too, by the way. Is that right, huh? How cool. So I'm listening to Jim Rohn, like I told you, and I, I must have listened to that audio tape hundreds of times because I did get my car back back in, 90, in 1990 because my brother saw me going in the right direction he saw me on passion so he co-signed me alone and i was able to get my car back from the bank a beautiful 1989 rx7 and so i'm driving so that was my office installed a cell phone in those days it was like two grand to install a cell phone a dollar a minute my phone bills were off the chart but i was living in my car driving up and down the highway between ontario and quebec and doing my business and i'm listening to jim Rohn over and over and over space repetition repetition is the mother of skill right but what I didn't do till 1992, and this is to fuel what you were saying, you know, you got to do the doing, so to speak, right? Um, when I left that company and I found myself back into the audio industry, I, uh, it was a cold February morning, and I said, my goodness, I'm back in the audio industry, this time working for someone else. Network marketing was fun, man. I got to find a different program, blah, blah, blah. So I pull out Jim Rohn's cassette, and played a cassette. My, are we revealing our age? A cassette. <laughs> For those of you who are too young to know what that is, it's a, an antique version of MP3s. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to pull out a journal and do all the exercise for the first time. 
and really set the goals in writing for the first time. And, um, and I'll, it, if you want to know what my goals were, I could share the top three. That was sure. a long list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love to hear that. And, and, and so I'm, I'm surviving at that time. I'm out of network marketing. I had a good run, but it, it didn't sustain itself 18 months later. So I go back to what? Our comfort zone. So um, I said network marketing was cool. What was my motivation to get into network marketing? See, people want the vehicle, but they never find a real motivation. For me, it wasn't the money that I could make. I knew I could make money in network marketing, but that wasn't my underlying motivation. I was single, man. I'd been divorced for several years, and I was single. And I wrote, my first goal was to meet an intelligent woman. And I wrote in parentheses, either African-American or Asian. All right. My second goal was to find a network marketing company. And that first, and I even said, because I knew the comp plans a little bit, if you do so much a month in sales, you get so much back. So I wrote $50,000 in sales, which would give me the kind of income that would double my income at the audio store. So I got specific based on Jim Rome. And the third goal was to move by the ocean by my birthday that year. So this is February. My birthday's in December. So I got the balance of the year. Well, guess yeah. what happened? The network marketing company showed up a month later. Through that network marketing, two months later, I meet the lady. She was Asian. Two-year relationship, married 17 years with her, two beautiful kids. And by December, by Thanksgiving of 92, I was living, surviving, going from surviving on $27 a week of groceries, think about it, earning $1,200 a month at the audio stores and I'm living on the Gulf of Mexico in a 2,200-square-foot condo, and my neighbor right down the hall is George Steinbrenner. Nice. The power of doing the exercise is better than just listening. So all that long-winded story to say, do you think I elevated my belief about a few things, (laughs) of how things work? Yeah. you got to believe it. So that's all pre-internet. Yeah. So it's not only learn it, it's do it. Well, you don't learn it until you do it. The other, okay. the, the rest of the stuff is head knowledge. As you do it, look, my, one of my mentors used to say, you can never argue with your own experiences. That's the learning. Now, good or bad. Oh, true. Homeless. Yeah. You can't argue with that experience. You can read about it in a book, but you don't have the resonance point of what no, that feels like, like yeah, the yeah, pain exactly. that drives you to go to the next level, right? So you, you've got to do the doing. It's like, look, the old adage is be, do, and have there's a lot of be do going on and right some people don't have that's another incredible reason why but we could talk about that that's a, it's the the be do have though is uh, is interesting if people if people haven't heard that before that's yeah. not normal the normal way to do it the the way people approach life is they do right. to have yeah and they hope to be happy and they ignore being you got it so being, I'll give you my, point, my interpretation of the be, do, have. Be a nice person, do a lot, serve others, and have is automatic. It'll take care of itself. And that's a universal yeah. principle, and you know that. You know that, because you live it. That's cool. That's very cool, though. It is. And it, it works. It, and, it's, it, and that sounds like a Jim Rohn thing. Yeah. Who did, I, I don't remember where I first heard that, but it's... It's so simple. Like, who couldn't do that? 
Well, it is simple. What's not simple, Stephen? Most people are not, um, they don't think or study long enough to realize this. This is a truth for me. Again, these are all my truth, not necessarily the viewer's truth or your truth, but unlearning is difficult, man. And we've been, we've been sold a bill of goods. Like you say, uh, your slogan is no BS um, marketing yeah. strategy or something like that. We've been given a lot of BS in our lives from ed- the educational system. And, and, and there's a lot of reason for that, and I'm not going to go there today because it's extremely political. But the point is this. We have got to unlearn. See, the simplicity, the stuff that we're talking about is simple, but what's the overriding program? It's, we're like a computer. The old, old, the old programming overrides our, act, our feelings and our actions. Therefore, we're being a certain way. We're doing we have differently. We have to unlearn. we got to let go. Letting go is the difficult part. That is not easy. It's so it's really interesting you bring that up because for me one of the things is and I think it was after I got into direct marketing and I was like my late 30s early 40s when I got into direct marketing so it was a long long time right so I had followed um, you grew up in Canada I grew up in the United States so I followed the American dream right what do you do oh you go to school. You work hard, you get good grades, you go out, you get a good job, you work hard, you stick with, you know, when you would just go up to the thing. And I was doing that, right? And I had a, this career plan and I was able to check off, oh, okay, I got that when I was 25, did this when I was 30, I was able to do this when I was 35, like that. And then by accident, I got into direct marketing. It really was by accident. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. Right. And um, one of the, after I got into that and started, you know, listening to people like Jim Rohn and, and, and Tony Robbins, I guess maybe I was reading Tony Robbins before then. But one of the things I really got was that, oh, we have a society that's um, and a system that has educated people to be and this is going to sound a little harsh, but basically trained people to be indentured servants. Oh, you got it. It, it, It's George Carling has a funny video on that. He said, in order to live the American dream, you must be asleep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, and and, and when it, when I first, it hit me, I was like, oh man, this, I, I, I felt so bad for people. It's like, oh, so you did what you did, what you've been socialized to do. I mean, the whole system is teaching you, oh, you get this job. Oh, now you get a, now you're working there. And, and oh oh now and I need to keep my job because I need benefits. Yes. I need health insurance. I need you know I need a retirement. It, like someone else is going to give me these things if I stay in this job. Right. So all of a sudden you, you know you lose. Fr- oh I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. In this job, but I got to stay in a job because I need health insurance. I need to like. Versus, hey, you you know you can buy health insurance. Yeah, and then it's we, expensive. And then we, but wait. you're already paying for it. You're and, paying for it right now. And there's the flip just, side. There's the flip side. Stay healthy and change your lifestyle so you don't even need the insurance. Yeah. Ninety four, man. I'll tell you what I did in ninety four. I cut up all my credit cards. Had them like everybody else. Cut them all up. And that's when I discovered that, oh, there are debit cards. If you have money in the bank account. And I decided to take control of my life in 94. And I pay everything what cash. What caused that? 
cause that? Again, I was flicking back to the pain of 1990 saying, I'm going back in the same friggin' pattern, having to deal with banks and becoming a slave to the system. Hang on a minute. What's wrong? If you can't afford it, you don't buy it. Cut them up, use debit card. Well, you know what? It took a while. Nothing happens overnight. By year 2000, six years later, fast forward, year 2001, 2000, 2001, man, I'm buying my wife a brand new Passat, paying cash. We're going on these cruises, paying cash, doing everything. And that, again, is like just coming into the internet, but bringing the philosophies and leveraging the internet so we can speed things up. But I went from zero again, late 2009 to 2001, totally retired in my early 40s, totally retired, taking a year off, but I got bored, man. I got so bored. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get back home. And, but everything, is, the point is that you, the pain causes you to make the shift. And the, going back to what you're saying, Steve, is, yeah, the system has indoctrinated us to do certain things for their reason, for mass control. And, and, and that's a different conversation. But the point is, I didn't want to be part of that. I didn't want to yeah. be part of that anymore. So I made some easy, tough decisions, I guess. That's cool. So, and that was in like 94, you said? Uh, well, 94, I decided to cut the cards, the, the, the credit card. Fast forward okay. to 2009, 2010, and 2001. Poof, life is grandiose. It's unbelievable. And, uh, when did you discover the internet? Oh, man. That's a funny story. Um, I had a laptop. I bought a laptop in about 2005 just to do, like, try to do PowerPoint in those days for presentations and in a hotel room. And that, yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me think. I get my timelines confused because I'm old now. Uh, 2007. Oh, no, 2002. I'm in Costa Rica. Before that, mid 90s. I discovered the internet about 97. CompuServe. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The old dial. <laughs> Wow, I can read text in real time. No graphic. You, you remember that? I mean, you, you go. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So I, I'm all blown away. How we take for granted what's going on now. But, um, and then I'm talking to a friend of mine. I was living in Tampa at that time. And I have a good friend who's Fort Slash, a mentor, which I'd met in 92. Iconic in the direct sales industry. We're talking on the phone. He said, hey, Bobby, did you know you can send emails to people through your Computer? I said, what's an email? He said, you don't know what an email is. <laughs> 97, I remember. Now, I was two and a half hours away from Naples on a good day without traffic. He says, come on over, and I'll show you how to send an email. So I took a round trip of over five hours, and he said, but he said, we have to barter. He said, I want one of your choice time management course in exchange, and I was selling that for 489 So it cost me $489 to learn how to send an email in a five-hour drive. <laughs> in 97 crazy that's how I discovered the possibility and who would have thought that this is possible today right yeah it's really amazing where it's come how it's come it's like our hair growing well some of you the hair grows you don't notice it right and the first thing you wake up oh god I gotta get a haircut I got a head full of hair so yeah. it's like it's, it's evolved so rapidly now that if you're around it all day long you don't even notice the change right it's like just think about you, your career in computers and programming and where you are today and what we're doing. It's, it's crazy, man. And the simplicity of it today. So for the people wanting to venture online today, it's never been easier. But what's not easy is the, whole, the, the old habits, the old philosophies. 
that even yeah. if you give them everything we've got, it's not going to work for them. So they got to change their state of being first. That's the first thing for sure. So it comes back to those philosophies in a state of being. It does. And, and what that is that you've got to stop chasing the money and you've got to do what is fun to you and forward slash in a serving capacity to others. And I've got nine more and people will be able to access them uh, via two, three minute video clip. I'm still working on it, by the way. The 10 philosophies that allows you to go from there to there rapidly now in real time. That's the real thing. Now it's in real time. How powerful is that? We have our mini CNN, man. It's amazing. Think about it. We got the power of CNN at our fingertip. We do. Everybody does. Yeah. This this happened to me. I don't even know what it was. Probably in the late 90s. It was was in a chat room. I said something that someone took offense to. A lot of offense, right? Whatever I did, I raised... It was like, you know, string up a hornet's nest. But the thing, when I walked away from this event was, so this happened, I put, did whatever I did. Somebody complained about it. Everybody piled on. It was like a huge issue. And let's say this was on Saturday. By Monday, it was gone. It, and I, I wish I had saved this. I actually printed out all the comments. It was like a binder full of paper. It was huge. The conversation was huge, but the, but it happened so fast. It was there and gone within like two days. Wow. And that's when I realized that the internet let you collapse time. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, um, you were speaking your truth, I presume in that forum. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you pissed off a bunch of people, but that's the power of it too. And I think that's one of the success principle of people are, thinking of going exclusively online because I, I underlined the word exclusively because there's, there's a lot of benefit to that. We could talk about that in a moment, but it's like, my goodness, it's like exclusively online, speak your truth, be you, right? It, it, it's a lot of marketing, isn't it? It's, um, um, oh, how do they paraphrase it? It, it? I have to pull it out. The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding by Al Rees and uh, Laura Rees. Great, great book. Um, they talk about what is branding, right? And for people to say, well, what do I do online? It's simple, man. It boils down to what they say here. Successful branding is based on the concept of singularity. It creates in the mind of the prospect the perception that there is no product on the market quite like your product. And what is the real product of the internet? Steve Peck. The person, the personality. You, listeners. It's you. It's, it's not what you do. It's you. Because what's the biggest problem with the internet, Steve? Mistrust. Who do you know is real? Who's honest? Yeah. Right? Well, that's why I like going live, man, in real time. Go live. Feel the vibes. That's what it's all about. It's, it goes back full circle to state of being. You can't fake yeah. who you are right now. I can't fake who I am. This is not scripted. We didn't even know what we're going to talk about today. Just turn it on and let it roll, right? And how long are we going to go? Well, that's another question. <laughs> That's another question. We'll see how we'll, we'll see how this goes. So you might be listening to part one or part two or part three of this conversation, right? Depending how we'll we'll cut it up so that people can digest it in, yes. in some chunks. But this concludes our interview, part one with Bobby D. You'll find Bobby D online at bobbydlive.com, where you'll find an archive of his shows. You'll also find him. You can email him at info at bobbydlive. 
Webcaster.com. And you can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn with the handle Webcaster Bobby D. This is Steve Peck with Harness the Web. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.